Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Teaching My Dad Football podcast. It's quite you, won't, you won't know this, but uh, this is our, not our first attempt of trying to record this. Uh, we've been having some issues with our software and we've now opted for a different type of software. So hopefully this all goes very smoothly. I'd hope so because it's you know ten twenty p.m. and we've been here since I don't know about eight. Yeah, it's uh, it's not been smooth to say the least. Uh, it's been a bit, uh, bit bumpy. But we're here now and uh, finally recording this this episode. Um, First episode ever. I'm still wondering why on earth I ever allowed myself to do this and embarrass myself a bit time <laughs> because I am truly not an expert of football. Well, that's the reason for the name of the, the podcast, Teaching My Dad Football. You know, you're here to learn a little bit more about football, uh, whether that be the tactics of the game, just teams in general. Uh, you're not exactly the best at recognising players on the pitch, even for Arsenal. We're both Arsenal fans. We've been going for... Well, since 2009, we've been season ticket holders. Um, and you still don't know uh, our starting lineup of our last game in the Premier League, which was against Spurs of all teams, and you don't remember that. I do remember the score, though. Yeah, you remember Bye, the man. score. I mean, do you remember who scored? No. <laughs> <laughs> Scary, isn't it? Yeah, so, well, never mind. But, it's my brain. Um, I'm old. Yeah, so essentially... In this today's episode, today's podcast, we'll be rounding up like the League Cup results to maybe talking about the Premier League results of last le- weekend and uh, going into next weekend's Premier League fixtures. Although, disclaimer, we are Arsenal fans, so this will be a little bit more heavily focused on Arsenal. But there are some big games this weekend. You know, um, and bear in mind that, that about. and bear in mind that you'll be leading and I'll be saying pretty useless stuff i guess because of my no, lack no, of no 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 <laughs> i mean i i guess uh our first what do you want to start with we can start with uh the carabao cup fixtures um they were played on tuesday and wednesday um i mean i watched the arsenal game it was one nil against brentford uh fair to say it was a tale of two halves um I mean, you didn't watch the game, but uh, first half was all Arsenal. Brentford looked a shell of themselves, really. You know, they expect them at home to give you a real good game. They're a, they're a good footballing side at home, but they just weren't up to scratch. Reese Nelson uh, put the first goal away. Well, put the only goal of the game away, in fact, uh, with a misplaced pass from one of their defenders, and, and Ketia pounced on it and rolled it across the box, and... Nelson then slotted it away in the bottom right corner and um, that was the only goal of the game. Uh, Smith Rowe also came close in the first half, um, had a shot saved um, and Brentford, I, to be honest, I can't really remember them having any real threats on goal in the in the first half. They had a couple sort of counter-attacks that looked I'm gonna stop. I'm not going to stop you there. Do okay. you think it was a deserved win by Arsenal? Um, I'm, I mean, ask, like, I'm asking because you know I don't think it was. I, th- I think if uh, I mean it's a cup game, so someone has to win. I think on pay. I think if you look, watch the game, especially both halves, you'd say it was a relatively even match in terms of Arsenal having lots of chances in the first, well, having quite a few good chances in the first half. Brentford having some good chances in the second half. At the end of the ninety, I think one all would have been fair, and then however extra time would have gone. So. You know, I think Brentford will feel a little bit hard done by, but the fact that they ha- that they weren't able to force it to extra time. But I mean, that's extra minutes when you know you don't really need that in a league season, um, especially so, if you're Arsenal. So, so you actually well. agree with and remind me what Brentford's manager name is? Thomas Frank. <laughs> um, you agree with him because apparently he's been saying today that Arsenal that we were lucky. I don't know if we were lucky. Um, I mean, their best chance of the game fell to, fell to Wissa. 
um, who Ramsdale produced an incredible save onto the post for. Um, and then their other good chance was a sort of a block sort of near off the line by Kivior, who I thought had a great game, to be fair. Um, right, and is it, you just mentioned Ramsdale, and is it true that Ramsdale was really excellent? That Was it the man of the match, you think? I think from Arsenal's side, he asked. Uh, mm, I don't know if he's man of the match. I think some of the defenders were also really good. I think Kivior was really good. Tomiyasu was solid at centre-back. Um, Gabriel didn't really put a foot wrong either. Um, but Ramsdale made some crucial, crucial saves that definitely um, kept the lead for Arsenal. So, man of the match, I mean, he would have been up there, I think, for sure. Um, I'm not sure if I would have given it to him necessarily, but he was one of the best players on the pitch and he's a major reason as to why Arsenal into the uh, round of 16. Which is maybe going to bring me to ask the other question. Do you think Ramsdale, Ramsdale should play the next game? Um, Honest answer. I, I mean, know this is difficult because, you know, everyone has got different, you know, had different reactions about him not being on the pitch um, so far. But I don't think he will play. I think it will be Raya. Um whether he should play or not, look, look, there's lots of emotion into it because Ramsdale came into the club at a time when the club wasn't doing so well. So a lot of people like him because he's a good personality. He seems like a good guy. Um, sort of like a bit more of a vocal keeper as well. You know, likes playing with the... Likes having a dig at the away fans when he's on the pitch as well. <laughs> yeah, true. Um so I think people like his character more so than maybe his actual goalkeeping goalkeeping ability. And I think Arteta saw from Ramsdale last season is that he made a couple of mistakes in in the run in and you know, whether that be the the Jared Bowen goal against West Ham, you know, a shot that he sh- should have been saving, but he didn't. And then the uh the pass out from the back against Southampton where in the first minute of the game and they go 1-0 up from that and in those moments from your keeper if you look at any great if you look at any great team they'll also have a keeper that just doesn't really make mistakes or doesn't make mistakes in the high pressure situations where they, you know, you'll see Edison and Allison make a, an odd mistake here and there, but it won't be in the running. They're almost like both of them are almost flawless in the running. When it comes to the running, they know exactly what they're doing. And when your keeper is making just an odd mistake here and there, it's, can you then trust him again? Can you trust him? Despite how brilliant he's been for 95% of it, those 5% come at the worst possible time. And I think Arteta's probably made his mind up internally. I know to the press and whatnot, he's saying oh, about the whole rotation, rotating the keepers thing. Uh, but I, I don't think he's doing that because he actually wants to do that. I think he knows he has to have a number one, and I think that number one will be right. And I think we'll see Ramsdale in, in the cup games. If Arsenal qualify top of the group in the Champions League a little bit early, I think you'll see Ramsdale for the maybe the last one or two games in that comp, in the group stages as well. But I think at least going forward, it Premier League and Champions League, it's going to be David Raya. Right, so you think that. And let's talk about, because obviously that's what Ramsdale, you think Arteta is going to do. What do you think he should do? You personally, because I think, you know, I'm, it's a part of me thinking I would have loved to see Ramsdale playing, you know, the game That's against... still the number one. Yeah, and play the PSD Eindhoven first game in so many years back in the, um, in the Champions, Champions League. League. Yeah, and I mean, I thought that maybe, just maybe for the first game that Arteta would have rewarded Ramsdale given that he was the keeper that came in and 
and was part of that team that got us back into the Champions League, um, that he would have rewarded him with the first game in that. But it seems as if, though, Arteta is, try- is being ruthless and is saying, no, this is this is my decision. I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm not going to start Raya in an away game at Everton, uh, you know, a typically really tough ground for us to go to and pick up a result. And then in the Champions League game start Ramsdale and it, it just wouldn't make sense. I think, I think you'll be seeing, unless Raya makes, unless, I think unless Raya makes a couple of mistakes in the Premier League or Champions League, he'll be our starting number one. And only if that then happens, does he then revert back to Ramsdale. But I, I can't, Raya's a really good keeper and he was really good at Brentford. And if, you look at the statistics, he's a better shot stopper and he's better with his feet than Ramsdale is. So, so we'll have, to, we'll have to wait and see. But I think, you know, do you think that, and this is the last question on this point, that this bit that we're discussing now is something that a lot of the Arsenal fans are chatting about? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a talking point that every Arsenal fan is aware of right now. Um right. Every, you know, some people are saying, no, I want Ramsdale to start. Or they're like, no, I back Arteta and his decision for for David Raya. But at the end of the day, um, we can all have our opinions, but um, it's about the 11 men out on the pitch and whoever's that starting number one keeper for <laughs> Arsenal. And you've got to support them. Um, we can all be, we can all have our opinions and our talking points about it, but that's not going to affect what... Uh, I don't think that's going to affect Arteta's decision. He's... You know, I'm open and I'm pretty sure it's not going to affect, you know, the performance of the team, you know, because, you know, arguably he's making the um, making the calls and the best choices and decisions. You know, yeah, I'm the, sure maybe s- maybe some of the players might have seemed a bit uh, surprised about it. Um, that being said, though, when we bought Ramsdale in... A couple of years ago, it was the flip side of it where Ramsdale was in the position that Raya is in, in which we started the first few games with Leno in goal, and then Ramsdale came in and took that number one spot. And uh... I do remember, yeah. And then it was like, so we back to that, and it's difficult. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe to maybe to the players who were there at the club then, the decision for Raya to then come in may not seem that much of a shock to them, but. Because they, because they've already seen it happen, um, so I don't think it will necessarily affect the players um, on the pitch. They're yeah. playing outfield. All right, and so what? And then going to move on to other things. You know, in terms of Carabao Cup, you know, for Arsenal, you know, I'm going to ask you a question. What do you think about the next game? Because they've been chosen to play against well, West Ham way, which is. Uh, it's not an easy fixture. Um, it's not the the hardest possible fixture you could have got in there, but it's one of those ones where you're going away to it and you're going to have to play a decently strong side. And I just think, you know, it will be a midweek game. It's, you know, we're already playing Champions League games. So whenever that game is, um, I'll have a look. I mean, it's 31st of October. It's a month away. So it's still in the midst of, you know, Champions League um, group stages. So, I mean, it's just an extra midweek game where you're going to have to, if you want to progress past West Ham, which I'm sure Arteta will want to do, you're going to have to play a pretty strong squad to beat them at their ground. Uh, It's not an easy place to go. Um, right, yeah, and it will be it will be an interesting game, but um, especially uh, with Declan Rice going yeah, back, possibly. But um, yeah, um, so let's. I think we can stop about you know chatting yeah, about, about Arsenal, Arsenal. We can about and we can let's talk about some of the other games. Which one do you want to pick? And um, you know, I think it was one of the games I think was interesting. I mean, I didn't. I watched some of the highlights of it, uh, which was the Newcastle City game, Newcastle. Finally beating City uh, after the I don't know how many when was the last time they bought they beat City but they beat them one nil. Uh, 
And at the start of the game, when you looked at the team that Newcastle put out, they didn't put out the strongest squad. They didn't put out the start, you know, the strongest starting eleven possible that they that they could. I mean, neither did City, but you know what City are like. They don't have to put out their strongest eleven, and they'll still turn over teams. Yeah. Um, so, what, what, so what surprised you though? You know, because obviously what you're saying is that you know they. B- b- you know, neither team put their stronger team. I mean, but I, th- I think the, the the thing that surprised me was the closest that City came in the game was with their last attempt on goal, which was in the ninety something minute from Rico Lewis. He had a shot from just outside the box, just go wide of the post, and that was the closest they came in the game. I think they only had one or two shots on target. Um. Yeah, Newcastle, especially with their rotation at the back. I mean, I think it was, you know, Jamal Lascelles, Paul Dummett was playing as well. You know, players that were defenders that, you know, they were starting under in the previous years when they weren't particularly good. Um, and yet they performed really well. Um, they defended really well. City didn't have, didn't really create much. And then uh, Alexander Izak popped up with goal. <coughs> Sorry, um, kind of, kind of remember. Although, as you say, they didn't bring the strongest team on, but kind of reminds you that you can beat City. Yeah, you can definitely beat them, especially when they're not playing their strongest squad. You can, you can go toe to toe with them, which is what Newcastle did, really. Um, and obviously, they got quite a number of injuries at the moment, and so yeah, I mean, it doesn't help that City had injuries, and obviously, Rodri's red card. Um, didn't help them either, um, right? And so that's quite an interest. What do you think? Was there any other game that you think? I mean, just w- running was interesting th- enough to just running through the results. Um, Burnley progressing beat Salford four nil. Exeter, Exeter City beating Luton one nil. You know, loot. <coughs> I mean, that's a bit of an upset for sure. Um, I mean. I know as much as poor as Luton have been in the Prem this season, they they're a good enough side that they should be beating Exeter City. Uh, that's for sure. So you think there was a surprise that they lost, right? Yeah, yeah. Considering that Exeter are a League Two side, that you know, if you're a Premier League team losing losing to a League Two side, it's uh, it's not a great look. Are they League Two or are they? I don't know. No, sorry, League League One. Sorry, League One. But even still, losing to a side, losing to a side that's two divisions below you is a. I know as much as losing a bit more of a sort of a championship side there. There should be beating Exeter. Um, You know, and perhaps there's a commonness. Yeah, I mean, Luton. I think are gonna. I mean, they're really gonna struggle this year. Um, And you've seen that already. You know, their game at the weekend against Wolves. You know, Wolves go down to 10 men in the first, just towards the end of the first half. And Luton, who are at home at that point, they come close to taking the lead, but then all of a sudden on a counter attack, um, Pedro Neto um, bombs down the right hand side, cuts in, and, and hits a shot uh, on the inside of the box to the, to the roof of the net with his left foot. And they go one nil up, and Luton do end up drawing the game. They get a penalty, and and they end up scoring from that. Um, Carlton Morris scored the equaliser, but in a game in which they are playing against a ten-man sided Wolves, who have not had their who have not had the greatest start to the season themselves, you'd think that might be their chance really to go to 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 win their first game. And the fact that they didn't take that is, I think, just a sign of that they're going to struggle this season. Um, what do you think the weaknesses are? You know, is there anything and quality, quality across the pitch? They just so there's not just, much. So there's not much that they're there's not much. That, no, no, there's not much. That, like it'd be a miracle. Like it was a miracle already that they came up, considering the situation. You know, being promoted from the, you know, get, you know, clawing their way back into the football league nine years ago, and you know, making their way up the league into the championship towards the top of the championship for a couple seasons. Um, they made it into the playoffs uh, the season before they came up as well. 
Um, and then obviously they, they ended up winning the playoff final uh, last season and they're in the Prem now. But it was already, yeah, as I said, it was already a miracle enough that they came up. It'd be even more of a miracle for them to stay up considering the lack of general lack of spending in the club. Like when you look at how much the, they've spent on players, it's I think it's under ten million. Their current squad, they've spent under ten million. I mean, they're the lowest value squad in the league, obviously as well. So, um, so they're so they're gonna so them. they're gonna have a difficult season, at best in any case, right? I mean, they will go down. I can't see a world in which they stay up. Um, I, I think the thing for them is just how. How many points do they get? Do they do they well beat Derby's eleven point record of being relegated on eleven points, which was uh, set maybe fourteen years ago, fourteen fifteen years ago now. Um, so that's the uh, so that's what they are, are going to have to play against. They're going right? to struggle. Uh, right. The fact that they're they're not beating Exeter in the League Cup is not a great sign. Uh, I'm not sure about the strength of the squad they put out, but regardless, you should be beating a League One side. I mean, as for other games, maybe upsets. Um, I mean, Ipswich Town beat uh, Wolves, although I wouldn't say that's necessarily a massive, massive upset. Um, considering Ipswich are flying in the Championship right now. Came up from League One. Um, I thought that they were going to do pretty well in the Championship this season. I, I actually think of all the promoted sides, if any of them were going to make the playoffs for the Championships this year, I thought I thought they had the best chance. And they're currently sitting in, I think, second spot. And they've won seven, lost one. Um, and uh, they came down from 2-0 against Wolves. And they came back to win 3-2. So what what makes them particularly strong then still? Even you know, they've got, good, they've got good management. Um, they've got some good quality across the pitch. Uh, they've got some players that have um, they've got on loan from uh, from some Premier League clubs. Um, Amari Hutchinson is one. He scored in the game against Wolves. I think he scored the their first goal. Um, sort of pull it back to two one. Um, so just a one-goal deficit for Ipswich at that point. Um, Amari Hutchinson was a academy player at Arsenal and uh, made a move to Chelsea, which uh, a lot of people didn't understand why he wouldn't stay with the Arsenal academy, considering Chelsea's success of academy players recently hasn't been great. Um, I mean, they've never had a great history of academy players coming through the ranks and and making the first team, but especially now looking at their whole the situation of the club entirely, like I mean, there's no chance from there really. I don't think they have so many players, and you know it's part of the reason why he went out on loan. Um, but scored in the game, um, good goal as well uh, on his left foot. Um, and uh, Wolves will be disappointed with themselves, especially going two 0 up in the game um, to then go and lose it. But Ipswich are a good footballing side. Um, and they were at home, so so yeah. it's not a major surprise. No, it's not it's from not a major from your point surprise. of view. So you know, it's not uh, it's not it, a massive upset. No, yeah. I mean, just looking at the rest of them, I mean, Middlesbrough winning, Mansfield winning, Port Vale, United beat Palace three um, nil. I mean, they're at home; they should be beating Palace, who they've also got in the Premier League uh, this weekend, which is interesting. Because later on we're going to get onto this weekend's Premier League games and we're going to do some predictions. I think. Yeah, that, that, that'd be good. And in terms of them playing against Manu, playing against uh, again Crystal Palace again, could you expect them to perform? Palace, Palace, so, or you know I mean, what do you think? Games are always are a little are always a little bit different. Um, I mean, I do wonder if. Uh, I do wonder if they actually just stayed up in Manchester, uh, the team, and just trained at trained at some other pictures in the meantime. Because I don't know if it made much sense to go down, go back down from Manchester, just come straight days. back up at the weekend, just a couple of days later. But 
I'm not sure. Um, I mean, Liverpool beat Leicester 3-1. Soboschlei scored an incredible goal from outside the box. Right foot. Absolutely rifled it into the top left corner. Uh, I don't know if you saw it. No, I didn't. I didn't see it. And no chance for the keeper? No, no, no chance. I'll try and see if I can find it uh, to show you now. Right. Um, but Liverpool is having a pretty good start of the season in any yeah, case. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, on, they're on 16 points in the league. Um, what do you think has made them, you know, because compared to last season, they were obviously not on I mean, top of things. You know, what, what is has changed new, for them? It's that new midfield. Um, they just have so much more legs in that midfield now, you know, with Shrubbishly, McAllister, Endo now. Um, sitting at a DM spot compared to last year where you're relying on Fabinho old legs and Henderson old legs and then Thiago who's still there but um, last season at least suffered with a lot of injury issues and you're then having to you know play maybe Javier Elliott into the midfield Um, I don't know it's not really his natural position but um, you know their midfield was struggling a lot they didn't have much protect and you know while their back line has got quality in it they didn't have the in the seasons gone by, they've had protection from their midfield and they've had legs from their midfield, whereas they didn't have that last season. Um, but they seem to be getting that back. Will they hit the same heights that they did, uh, you know, that you look at two seasons ago where they challenged for the league? I'm not so sure they'll they'll challenge for the league again, but they'll be a, they'll be a good side. Um, but the, but I would got... expect them to, to be... Um, to get back to get themselves back in the Champions League, um, but but basically have the legs to you know play in the way that the manager wants them to play. Yeah, know? that Klopp wants them to play. Yeah. You know that that heavy metal football. Although they they are seeming to be. Uh, oh look, here, here's the goal. Oh blimey! Yeah, yeah. I mean, not 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 much that um, the keeper could do. Rifled it into the top corner. I mean, yeah, amazing. He's a brilliant ball striker. I mean, he. Um, I mean. If you'd ever watched him at um, when he was at Leipzig uh, in the Bundesliga, or you know playing for the Hungarian national team, he's always had that in his locker. And you know, I mean, you should see it there—the quality you of know, the guy. So, you know, so good, good, good for Liverpool. Know, people were a little bit unsure about when they signed him for seventy million. You know, they triggered that release clause, seventy million. I think people thought, oh, that's a lot of money for a guy. When you looked at his numbers, they weren't the highest for the Bundesliga. But, I mean, just watching him in his first few games, you know, he's good on the ball. Just the quality. Ball striking right. ke- technique, left foot, right foot as well. He's pretty good. You know, his right foot is a, he's got, you know, he's got a sledgehammer of a right foot, but his left foot is still pretty decent as well. So, I mean, he's a perfect fit for Klopp, really. Right, yeah. So, um, I mean, um, you know, I'm, I'm pleased for them because I quite like Liverpool. Yeah, so yeah. So, I'm pleased to see that, that they performing again i think uh after um we're talking about liverpool i mean i think this i know as much you know so far in the premier league i think their biggest test was on the first day of the season they played away at chelsea but they weren't particularly great in that game after the first sort of 25 minutes when they kind of dominated chelsea and you know they went one nil up and they they could have scored a second, I think. In fact, they did put a second goal in the back of the net in that game, but it was ruled offside. But I think this weekend they've got their biggest test coming up, uh, which is on Saturday at 5.30. They're playing Spurs, and they're playing away at Spurs, who have also to themselves had a very good start of the season. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how Liverpool cope with playing against a side that, you know, so far at least, you say one of the top sides in the Premier League. Um, at least at the start of the season, also for Spurs to see how they how they cope with playing against the Liverpool side as well. That is very high energy. That their press is great. Um, I think it will be an interesting game to watch. At least um, that's for sure. I think there'll be there'll be goals in that in that game. Um, it is hard to predict. Well, the, you know, um, it's kind of hard to predict. You know what? Because the game could end up. Yeah, they... I mean, the, the game could go either way, really. Um, I mean, going back to the League Cup, though, um, just looking at some of their other results. Chelsea beat Brighton. I mean, that's a good result for Chelsea. 
getting past Brighton. You're not um, given the Brighton is not a good exactly, side. They're a good side. But um, I do wonder how much playing in Europe is going to start to affect them in terms of having those midweek games more often, um, given that they, they lost their first uh, Europa League game, I believe. And, you know, do you think that, you know, the manager may start thinking, be more careful about, you know, who's going to send on the pitch, you know, for, you know, different games, you know, given that it's, you know, may want to focus more on a particular competition rather than another one. You know, obviously they're out. They I mean, he's going to have to rotate. It's just whether, the, I don't think they have the depth really to rotate. They're suffering with some injury issues at the moment as well. Um, I, mean, I think the major one was, uh, his name's gone from my head now. That's not the role of me to do that. Um, <laughs> they're number 10. Who's their number 10? Um, you may remember. You know, It's not important. You just say number 10, and then if it comes to your... Yeah, South American guy. Yeah. I don't know why his name is, has gone from my head all of a sudden, but um, they're suffering with a few injuries right now, not just him. Um, but across the pitch there, they've got some injury issues, and uh, their depth will be tested this season, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, especially if they are going to progress in the Europa League, um, which, I mean, I hope they do. Um, they're a good footballing side, Brighton. Uh, you know, like me, they're they're fun me, to watch. Remind me, who's their manager? Uh, Italian. De Zerbi. Uh, De Zerbi, yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're an exciting team to watch in terms of the way that they play and they build up from the back. Um, and they've already had some really good results this this season in the Premier League, you know. Whether that be beating Newcastle three one, they beat United three one at Old Trafford. Um, so I think they'll be a bit disappointed with that Chelsea result as well. Um, Chelsea will be delighted though that they uh, they finally won a game um, for the first time, and they didn't just have to. They didn't beat you know. I think their only win this season was against Luton. So uh, although they played in the League Cup earlier in an earlier round in the League Cup, but. They'll be happy, you know, Pochettino will be a bit of a sigh of relief to, you know, beat a decent side in Brighton as well. Um, and then just looking at some of the other results, I mean, Bournemouth progressing, beating Stoke. Everton going to Villa away and getting 2-1, that's a good result for Everton. Um, although they played really well at the weekend against Brentford because uh, they went there and beat them 3-1. I watched some of the game. They looked like more of an Everton of old in terms of their press, the way that they suffocated Brentford at times, and they really just dominated the game for the most part. I mean, Brentford, I mean, Everton went 1-0 up after about five minutes in that game, and then um, Brentford equalised in the first half, but with their literally like their first attack of the game, uh, Brentford, and it took a while for, for them to have their first attack of the game. Um, I've also just remembered the Brighton players' names uh, so, um, in CISO. Don't know why his name went from my head, but I just remembered it for some reason. Um, and then uh, the other result was Fulham beating Norwich. I mean, do you think Everton is going to have a better yeah. season than this this year? You know, do, do, I mean, I think they'll be in a relegation battle again as well. Do you? Uh, I think they'll struggle again. Well, uh, what, why is that? You know, why do you think they're going to struggle? You know, is it again because of? It's just really, the, you know, uh, they're the, the, the lack of quality in that side. Um, now, I think I think they will stay up, and I think what will keep them up is the luck. They're lucky that the teams below them aren't great, and uh, I think in a lot of other Premier League seasons, you know, especially in the seasons gone by when they've just about stayed up. They've, they've tested their luck at times, you know, especially last season. It took a win on the final day for them to stay up. Um, but lucky for lucky for them, I think Sheffield and Luton are almost definite in terms of, like, going down. Although I think Sheffield recently have shown a bit of fight <coughs> and that they'll be able to maybe um, fight a bit more to stay up. And, you know, Burnley, I think, are going to need to... As much as I think a lot of people thought at the beginning that they were going to come up and you know play, you know, company is a good manager and they're going to play their football, but they've really struggled so far, and he's going to need to adapt quickly to try and get some because the Premier League is a results-based business. He can't afford 
to be playing the football that he wants to be playing if they're not putting points on the board because he will find himself sacked. You know, as much as I think they were, as much as I think the 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 higher ups at the club will respect him because of where you know he got them back to the Premier League in just one season. They will also know we can't risk trying to play this type of football and getting ourselves relegated again because we can't afford another well we can afford and we can afford another season down in the championship but it's a struggle to get you know we've got to try and then get back in back into the premier league you know and they they'll want at least a few seasons in the premier league um especially with new owners coming in i don't think you know they'll want to go straight back down to the championship again so, so um, you, th- so you think the manager is going to have, um, you know, difficult season in any case? Yeah, I mean, he's gonna, he's gonna have to change their play style because, I mean, like going against, you know, watching their game against United, they created some chances in the first half um, against the weakened United side, and they couldn't take them. Um, I mean, that seems to be one of their main issues so far this season is just the lack of goals. Um, but, you know, when they're not... They, they need to they need to make sure they're defensively solid and they've just not got that right now. You know, you can, you, can play the, you can play all the nicest football in the world, but if you're not putting ball in the back of the net and getting points on the board, you're going to struggle. And the uh, company is, is going to need to find the solution to that. I think thick, you know, is going to come. He's going to need to find it fast because they're going to struggle otherwise. So, so maybe one last question about about them. So, do you think that their defense is weak because of the uh, playing setup that companies put yeah. in place, rather yeah. than the quality of the players? I think or? I think it's the play style. That look, if you set if you want to set up in a low block. You can do that, and you know, for the for the players that they do have, they they have enough quality to be able to set up in a low block and play relatively, you know, defensively solid football. I mean, any any good professional side is is capable of doing that. It's just at the moment they're playing a bit too expansive and they're leaving space in behind. And against the game against Burnley, it was a ball over the top from Johnny Evans. Uh, perfectly weighted, to be fair, to Bruno Fernandes, who then watches it all the way and then hits it on a first-time volley um, past the keeper. And uh, United end up winning the game 1-0. But Burnley should have gone 1-0 up. They hit the post in that game. And, uh, I mean, looking forward ahead to this weekend, they... Who they have? Um, this weekend, they play away at Newcastle, so... Oh. Yeah, tough game for them. Yeah, uh, you know they're only on one point so far, Burnley, and I think they'll struggle to. I mean, I can't see them getting any any result out of that game. Um, I think moving on now, we are going to talk about this weekend's Premier League fixtures. Um, we're going to do quickly uh, in order of the of the fixtures on here. We're going to do some uh, predictions, score predictions. So starting off, uh, the early kickoff on Saturday, Villa Brighton. Villa at home to Brighton. What do you think the score is going to be in that game? I think Brighton is going to win one nil. Brighton one nil. Interesting. What do you think? What about you? I mean, Villa, Villa are a decent side, especially at home in the league this season. They've been solid, and so it it's difficult to say really because they're both they're both at a similar level. Uh, I think it's one of those games that can really go either way. I think Villa could turn up on the day and beat Bryson. Bryson could turn up on the day and beat Villa. Uh, and for that reason, I'm going to go for a draw. Right. Well, <laughs> how many goals? Uh, I'm going to go for one all. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> then who's uh, next? And then moving on, a uh, repeat of the midweek fixture, uh, United Palace. Uh, they're playing again. I think the score will be a bit different this time, though. Personally, what well, because of the nature of the game, not because of yeah. I think just I played different different lineups as well. Um, I mean, I think you know, looking at their 
their game in the League Cup, their lineup was. Uh, hold on, let me get it up now. But looking at you know United's lineup was, you know, changed one. Um, they're playing a weaker squad, and I mean the same goes for. I mean the same goes for Palace as well. So, you know they'll play. They'll go back to their strongest 11s of the weekend. So I think it'll be. I think it will be a different uh, result. I think Palace will give United a decent game, though, um, just given that United haven't been great this season. Um, Palace have been decent, actually, to start this season so far. Um, so what do you expect? Do you expect a draw? Or what would you expect? Th- nah, it's Old Trafford. I still think United will win, but I think it will be closer than the 3-0. I'd probably go for a 2-1, right. personally. I don't know what you're thinking. Well, I think they're going to win, but I just don't know. You know, this score, it could be a 2-0... Um, as you said, a two-one, uh, but even um, you know, even a draw at one-all, yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's quite possible. Yeah, I, I don't think Palace will win. That's for sure. Uh, but anyways, moving on to that one that we mentioned just a little bit ago about Newcastle and Burnley. Newcastle, Burnley. Newcastle is just I mean, going Newcastle, to hammer I mean, them. They're, <laughs> they're flying at the moment. You know, they, they'll be really confident off the win against City. I mean, last weekend they absolutely battered Sheffield 8-0 away from home. Uh, and if Burnley are going to try and play their football away at St. James's Park, I think they will struggle. And it could be, a, they could run the scoreline up Newcastle in this game. It's, a, it's that sort of game where if they score a couple goals early, I think Burnley will then fold. Um, although I don't think company will like that. They will fold and Newcastle will score a few more. Uh, personally, though, I don't know, they scored eight last weekend, but I'm going to go for 4-0. I think, I, think they'll, I think they'll get a solid 4-0 win. Um, I can't see Burnley scoring, to be fair. No, I think, you know, the moment Newcastle, you just saw the performance, you would expect them to, you know, to have a, you know, a really good game and really big, you know, have a good, big win. I don't know, I just don't know. I mean, they're going to score this. Yeah, I mean, they seem to be kicking into gear after a little bit of a slow... I mean, I know they beat Villa on the first day 5-1, but a little bit of a slow start to the season for them. Uh, But I think they'll be... They'll get kicking back into gear now, especially since they've played. I think maybe... For those first number of Premier League games, you know, as the Champions League game was maybe hanging over their head a little bit, you know, looking forward to that. Maybe it was sort of distracting them a little bit, but they've played that now. Um, although I do think they'll rest some players this game, Newcastle, uh, just because I know in the midweek, uh, next week, they've got uh, PSG, um, I think, at home. And that'll be their toughest game, I think. Right, in, so in the, so the only thing that may affect the end result, they're going to win, but the question is that may not win, but the many goals just... Yeah, gonna, no, no, that's why I wouldn't go players. for like a five or a six. I think I think they'll get four, uh, just the rest of a few players. And, and they'll, uh, I think they'll, I think if they, if they score some goals early on, they'll then take their foot off the gas a little bit. They won't go for a hammering again, uh, like they did against Sheffield. Uh, so what would you say? Score? Uh, score uh, maybe a three nil. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, moving on, Wolves City. Uh, Wolves at home to City. I mean, I can't see this going any other way. I know maybe a few years ago you would have said Wolves to try and get a result out of City, which they did do a few times. But City are just that's too good. I mean, they've won six in the league so far. I know they're final. They they've lost their first game this season against uh, Newcastle, but. They're playing a weaker side. Wolves aren't particularly great. Although um, they, there would be plenty of fans of other teams, including us, they would. Oh have. yeah, of course we'll, we'll, <laughs> right. we will be wanting Wolves to try and get something out of that game. But please, Wolves, <laughs> perform. Uh, I can't see it happening. I think I don't, a City is just too strong defensively right now as well. Even with the. Um, even with their injuries, injuries. and the red card to Roger, I think they'll still, they'll still, they'll still breeze that game. So score? I don't see them scoring a lot of goals, City, in that game. I think they'll they'll sort of just control it. I think they'll go for a two, I think it'll be two nil. Two nil, yeah. And there is a bit on me, like not just from an Arsenal point of view, but other teams' point of view, is going to help that somehow there will be a one all uh, result and result. 
um, you know, is City dropping to points? And that is very wishful thinking, but, you know, yeah. maybe, you know, God knows, but I agree with you. Um, um, so what's your, what's your final prediction? I think one all, you know. Uh, it, you um, think one all? First. Yeah. I mean, I hope. I yeah. hope it'd be one all, but uh, I'm not. I'm not sure it will be. Uh, I don't know when. By the time this goes out, if the game would have been played already, but uh, <laughs> we'll see if that comes true. Uh, Who we got next? And then uh, the next game that we're going to be talking about: uh, Arsenal Bournemouth. Arsenal away to Bournemouth this time. Um, right. You tell me. I mean, we're very good away from home. We don't really concede goals away from home. Uh, in fact, I mean, we've not conceded away from away from home uh, in, at all this season so far. Uh, we only like conceding at home. Uh, so I think it will be another clean sheet for Arsenal. Bournemouth are struggling to put the ball in the back of the net themselves a little bit. And so I think Arsenal will go there and get a win. I don't know if they'll win emphatically, though, just because... I think Bournemouth will set up a bit more defensively. Um, I mean, I hope they try and not set up defensively because if they don't, we'll score a lot of goals. But given the way that we've not really been clicking with our attack this season, I'd be... uh, I'd probably go for a 2-0 for Arsenal. 2-0? Yeah, 2-0, I think. Just solid. Right. You know, and I think instead we're just going to suffer a bit, and it's going to be a one nil. You know, we, you know, Arsenal is going to win, but you think another one nil away from home? Yeah. I mean, that's all our wins away from home this season have been one nil, one nil, one nil. You know, we've had one nil at Palace, one nil at Everton, and then and then the League Cup against Brentford, one nil, one nil win. So, so I think it's going to be a repeat. Keep up the and you know, and, and um, be another one you know, nil win. And poor Arsenal fans, us will suffer um, till the uh, end of the game. I mean, it might just be one of those ones where we win 1-0, but Bournemouth don't really do much at all, like against Everton. I mean, at Palace, they, you know, the last sort of 30 minutes in that game, it was the red card to Tommy Asu, and they came into the game, but they didn't really create anything. Uh, Brentford gave us our best test so far, but again, uh, we stood firm and uh, didn't concede away from home, and uh, I think we'll be keeping that up. But I personally think Arsenal will get two. You've got for a 1 0. Uh, next game, West Ham at home to Sheffield United. Uh, West Ham have had pretty good starts to the season so far. I think a lot better than a lot of people would have thought they would have. Um, you know, obviously, I think people saw the loss of Declan Rice uh, this summer, but they've um, almost sometimes having a player of that quality um, and selling him for such a big price tag can help you because they get a little bit more where where he was sort of the focal point of their midfield in the past few years. And as much as they brought in Paqueta as well, he didn't have the best of seasons last year, Paqueta. Um, but they've added some good quality into their midfield, you know, with James Ward-Prowse, um, uh, with um, the guy, the Mexican guy they bought from Ajax as well. Um, uh, and they've also bought Mohamed Kudus from from uh, from Ajax as well. Uh, so they've got a lot more strength in the midfield now, and uh, they've had a good start to the season. Um, and I think they'll keep it up that way. Um, Do you think it's going to be, uh, be a, you think, know a big score? No, I don't think it'll be a big score, but I think West Ham will win comfortably. I think they'll win three. I'll give Sheffield a go. I think they'll be three one. I think personally. it's gonna be yeah. Personally, I think it's gonna be a two 0 but uh, but two I agree with you. Uh, yeah, to West Ham, and I think you know West Ham is gonna have a you know a good game as um, you know there is not going to be a, you know a mm. sufficient level of uh, resistance on the other side. Yeah, Sheffield's uh, just don't they don't have the quality necessary to go away from home and win. Although they almost did it against Spurs and then. Uh, Decided to concede two very late goals in that game, and you know that that'd be a devastating result for them not putting, picking the three points away up in that game because points they'll struggle for this season in that game. You know, being one nil up in the ninety seventh minute, and then three minutes later 
being 2-1 down was, you know, you sat in the away end if that game, I think I would, if I was sat in that away end, I'd just be thinking, what the hell has just happened? Right. Almost a win away at Spurs 1-0, and we've just gone and conceded twice in the space of a couple minutes and lost the game 2-1. Um, but yeah, I, I don't give them much luck in that West Ham game either. Uh, moving on, the final 3pm fixture on the Saturday. Uh, battle at the bottom of the table. Um, Luton are going away to Everton. Somehow, I can't think in that, you know, just Everton is going to win. Yeah, I think they'll, uh, you know, two two wins on the bounce, one in the league, one in the League Cup. I think that's a bit of confidence for them. They'll get the get. They'll get their gears turning now. Um, Goodison Park is a difficult place to go as well. Um, you know, they've actually had some. As much as I think they've lost quite a few times at Goodison Park this season, uh, they've had some good performances there. Um, I think the first couple games they had some good performances, struggled to put the ball in the back of the net. They created plenty of chances, they just couldn't score. Uh, but Deutsch just seems to have figured something out with their attack, and you know they scored three against uh, Brentford away from home, which is you know a difficult place to go and even pick up a win. Not not to mention to you know, dominate the game and win 3-1. Um, so, and Luton, I just, I don't think they're good enough and I think Everton will win. Um, I think it's going to be a relatively easy win. I'll just give it maybe a 2-0. Yeah, I maybe think, I think Everton will create plenty of chances and I think they'll win. Um, although I think they'll still struggle in terms of their goal scoring at home. Um, but I will give them a 1-0 win against Luton. Um, sort of climb their way up to the mid-table. And then um, the big game of the weekend coming up, Tottenham-Liverpool, All right. which we uh, touched on a little bit earlier. But I guess we can kind of just go straight into our score predictions now um, for this game. I think it'll be an entertaining game. I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to watching it. Um Score all though, personally, I think it'll be 2 2. I think it will be end to end. I think it will, uh, they'll be trading blows really. Um, but I think it will end up in a draw. But I'd go for 2 2, but I think it's one of those ones that could go either yeah, way. Yeah, could, could go either way. And I think for me, because uh, I agree with you, there's going to be plenty of goals somehow. Um, but I can see Liverpool having a slight edge. On Spurs, and you know it could be either a two-one or a three-two for Liverpool. Fair enough. Yeah. And then uh, no, uh, no Monday fixture this week. We've got two Sunday fixtures. Oh no, there is a Monday fixture this week. I stand corrected. Uh, only one Sunday game this weekend. Um, that's Forest at home to Brentford, which I think is actually a pretty interesting game. To be fair. Uh, I mean, Forrest are pretty good at home and Brentford um, will be looking to get back to winning ways. Um, I don't... Forrest have had a decent start on Brentford. I mean, if they both had sort of solid starts, decent starts to the season. Sort of right, right, what, 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 how they're set on the table. table. You know, here, here, uh, as for the table, currently, I mean... They're right next to each other. Forest are currently on seven points and Brentford just below them on six points. Uh, Forest have won twice, drawn once, lost three, whereas Brentford have only won one game, but they've drawn three games and only lost the two. Um, so this is that Brentford is under pressure to win a game uh, a bit more than... Yeah, I mean... Could they? They very well could. It's just whether their attackers can convert. I mean, obviously, obviously, still no Ivan Tony. Um, there's obviously been some rumours recently about his future at the club. Um, whether Wisser and Embuemo can uh, convert their chances enough, I'm not so sure. But that being said, I think it will be. Uh, I think it will be in. I don't know if it will be the most thrilling game to watch, but I think in terms of uh, 
you know, one of those games that maybe you wouldn't necessarily watch always, you know, being Forest and Brentford being sort of two sort of mid-table-y clubs, classic, you know, most of the time you'd see coming up and you'd be like, oh, I'm not going to watch that. It seems a bit boring, you know, it's not one of the big sides playing. But I think it won't be too bad of a game. But I, I, I think I'll go Forest the edge. I think at home, I think they'll, uh, they'll prevail. Um, although I do think Brentford will score, but I'd go Forest for a 2-1 win. Right, I think it's going to be a draw, one all. one all draw? Okay, Fairs. fair enough. And then the final uh, game game of the of the week is the match Monday day game. is the Monday eight pm West London derby just round the corner from each other. It's Fulham versus Chelsea. Um, Fulham who beat Chelsea at home last season. And in fact, they also, I think they also drew away from home as well. Um, it's a big game for Chelsea. Because they've struggled for wins in the league this season. I mean, they find themselves sitting down in 14th, only on five points, with the only, the only win coming against Luton at home. So they've struggled, really, uh, Chelsea. Although they are pretty good defensively, they just can't put the ball in the back of the net. I mean, I think I saw a stat the other day. They've had some of the most, in terms of uh, big chances created, they've had also the most chances big chances missed in the league this season um and actually in the league this season they've won uh i don't know if you know the statistics about um it's called expected goals you ever heard of it no oh yeah i, do, I have heard about it no, expected goals so essentially it's just a stat that's um <coughs> calculated based off the the shots that you have on goal you know the the there's some data algorithms and people calculate it in terms of the the chance that you that you've taken in in terms of a shot on goal and what usually that um what you would say that expected goal rate would be so you know a, a shot from an open goal from two yards out is going to create a higher expected goal than a 35 yeah. yard volley first time um and uh, so Chelsea have created lots of chances. And in fact, in the Premier League so far this season, they've, uh, in terms of XG, they've not actually had anyone beat them on XG this season. But they just they can't put the ball. They just can't put them in. I think they failed to score in their last three Premier League games, um, and they've only scored five times this why, season. Why, with why, three why, of those goals coming against Luton. Why is that happening? They just don't have a clinical striker and their wingers aren't clinical either. So you're looking at well, their front three that they're playing, you know. Obviously, I know they've got Nkunku out right now, who's their best goal scorer, although we haven't seen him play a professional, you know, a competitive game yet for Chelsea. You only saw him in the preseason. But he's going to be the player that when he eventually does come back, he's going to be the one who can put the ball in the back of the net a lot. But, I mean, Nicholas Jackson has missed... I think his conversion rate on big chances so far in the Premier League this season is 14%, which is incredibly low. Um, whether he... I, think, I mean, that, that's got to be a confidence thing now, you know, when he's just missing chance after chance after chance. You know, at some point, he's got to put the ball in the back of the net. Um, although he did do it against Brighton in midweek, but... So you're thinking maybe can he, can he kick on from that, but... Um, Chelsea going away to Fulham. Fulham, who themselves haven't had as strong a start of the season as they did last year. Uh, although they do sit in 11th, which I think is sort of where most people would expect them to be. Um, last season, they started really well in uh, the league. Um, but Chelsea, if they win, can climb up the table a little bit, um, which they need to start doing quickly. Uh, so they'll, they'll be really under pressure, you know, to do that because their expectations are even yeah because they're only on five points Chelsea you know I mean there was also another statistic that came out this week which is um looking at all the games that have been played um I think it include yeah this calendar year of all Premier League teams that have played a calendar that have played a game this calendar year they have I think it's joint um, the least number of points 
four teams that were in the league this season or uh, last season since the start of the calendar year. So all the teams that are below Chelsea uh, were have only either just come up or were teams that got relegated uh, last season. So the calendar, the calendar year table for them is not looking pretty. Uh, I mean, they're in terms of teams that have were in the league last season and in the league this season. They are joint bottom with Everton, uh, only above them on goal difference. So, so they've been shocking the past year. And I think that's clear for everyone to see. Chelsea fans will know it the most. Um, so they need to win this game against Fulham, especially with it being a derby game. Um, Do you think they can? So going back to I think they prediction, can. it's just it's purely whether they so, can put the ball in the back of the net. So going back to your prediction. I think they will finally. They'll, you know what it will be. It will be one of those games where they just click in front of goal, and now I think they'll win. I think they'll win two 0 Do you think so? I think I'm gonna go the opposite way. I think Fulham is going to win one now. Fair enough. I mean, I think it is one of those games that could go either way. Um, but yeah. Oh, and I guess uh, we'll touch on the game that's being played midweek between uh, Luton and Burnley because it was a game that was postponed at the start of the season. Um, game week two because Luton yeah, Stadium wasn't ready. It's ready now, and so they'll be playing on Tuesday. I mean, it's another fight at the bottom for them. They'll both be think- looking at that and licking their lips thinking we can finally get a win on the board here. Um because I don't think either of them are getting a winner on the ball this 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 weekend. So I guess for that game, um, I mean Luton are at home. I would personally, I would love for Luton to win. I think they're going to win. It's a tough one. It's a tough one, but uh, I think unfortunately for both sides, as much as they want to win, that will end up being a draw. Um, I mean, they're both struggling in front of goal. They're both struggling in front of goal this season, so I think it will only be one all, personally. Do you think so? I think it's going to be a 1 0 for Luton. Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. Um, and I think that kind of. Uh, covers it all, right? Covers it all, uh, really. Um, for the first ever episode. Yeah, of teaching so, my dad football. Yeah, teaching your dad football. And so all I know is that somehow. Still strikes me as I don't understand how that <laughs> happens. That you know a lot about things, and I don't know how they think in your head. Pretty well. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I know nothing <laughs> at all. But <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, I uh, hope you uh, learned something a little bit from this episode. Yeah, uh, probably. The thing is that you said so know, many maybe, things. I probably maybe, maybe some of the listeners are. Uh, Probably remember one or two, not even. I'm not sure. Ask me tomorrow. You know, people can do that. Um, yeah, you know, double it, check. For anyone wondering, his memory is—he's got a, his memory is like a goldfish. In fact, I could ask him some thumb stuff now about what I said, and he won't remember any of it. Um, yeah, no, no, but maybe eventually, me. after just having this going for so long, it will eventually start to stick. Yeah, but prob- probably. No, I don't. Don't 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 taste me. Don't taste me. No, I mean, I think we mentioned. Oh, maybe we did it. Maybe we mentioned it on one of our uh, on the failed recording that we were going to do a little bit of a test at some point. Uh, on, uh, yeah, we should have some test on at some point. On my I, th- I think also. Um, Something we forgot to do right at the beginning of the episode was uh, introduce our names. I don't think we're, I don't think uh, to the people um, who are listening to this who don't know our names. Um, I mean, I'll say hello to the people on YouTube who might be watching this down the lens. But if you're listening to this on any other streaming services, um, and you can't see my face, uh, but I'll leave. You know, you can find our links to our socials. Um, whether that be on our on one of our um, podcast pages on streaming services or underneath this uh, YouTube video, um, but for those wondering, my name is Joe. Uh, I'm 21 years old. Uh, live in North London. Have done basically, well, basically all my life. Yeah, and my name is Emmy. I'm not gonna tell how old I am because it's more than 21. <laughs> Given that you're my son, <laughs> and obviously. I live equally in North London. Um, 
So that was a bit of a fail on our part, not doing that soon. I don't know how that kind of slipped our minds. Maybe it's something, I don't know. It's been a, been a bit of a long day, to be fair, with, with all the failed recordings that we have had. Yeah. Um, struggling to record properly. But finally now, I think basically the end of this episode. So, Absolutely. Uh, anyway, it was nice talking to you guys. Yeah. Uh, we will see you next week, I think, uh after some of these games are finished, maybe on the Tuesday or Wednesday, we'll, we'll, we'll record another episode talking about talking about the games, mainly Arsenal. Uh, but uh, for now, thank you for listening, or thank you for watching, and uh, we will see you next time. Take care, guys. Peace.